Let's turn to hymn number 56 when we all get to heaven. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Onward to the prize before us, soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open, we shall tread the streets of gold. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing. Shout the victory. All right. I want to find out if we have any visitors with us today. If you're uh, visiting for the first time or maybe first time in a long time, love to get a a record of your visit. And I know we have, um, if I'm remembering right, Micaiah, right? Micaiah Foster. She went with us to camp uh, last year and had a great time. Micaiah is here. And anybody, I want to know we have right over here. Yes. Everybody knows her. Everybody knows her. Amen. That's, that's what I heard. Uh, Penny, is it Patterson? Patterson. Patterson. Okay, I thought that maybe there's an R in there. I wasn't sure. So, Penny Patterson. Okay, how many of you know her? All right. Amen. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's welcome our visitors. Yeah. Amen. And I want to thank you for taking the time to, to help us. I, and I really appreciate that. That's very, very important. Oh, and I, oh, she's here. There she is. God bless you, brought her children. Uh, Estanda uh, Dimbo. Estanda Dimbo uh, from uh, uh, oh, from Africa, but where? Angola. Angola. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I uh, got to meet meet her and uh, went by her house yesterday, and she's so sweet, and and, and uh, said, I'm coming, I'm coming, and bring her children, and she came over here, and I hope you feel very welcome while you're here, amen? And uh, all right, let's see here, uh, anything else? Now, we have quite a few uh, announcements, and so I'll run through the, oh yeah, the Kroger thing? Okay, if you have, if you have not already received the Kroger uh form to fill out. It really helps us as a church. doesn't hurt you as far as your Kroger points or anything like that. But uh, if, you'll ta- if you, did not, you have not gotten one of these forms already, if you fill it out and you buy something from Kroger, all you have to do is do your regular number, your regular scan, everything. And, uh, and, and it just it gives you your points, but it also uh, gives a little rebate back to the church. And so it's a big help uh, financially to the church, really a blessing. And so uh, if you do that, and if you need any help filling out one of these, uh, Amy, where'd you go? Are you still, Amy? Uh, Amy, uh, can you be at the office right after? She'll be at the office right after church today. If you say, well, I don't know how to do this stuff. If you need some help, it really, really won't take three or four minutes to put the information in. And so uh, 
Uh, I even figured it out and did it. Amen? And so uh, uh, I got it done. So now, uh, also, if anybody's in need of a job, I just got this in the mail. It's uh, FedEx Express's uh, part-time positions. It says with big potential. But uh, March 25th, there's a job fair from 8.30 to 3 p.m. It's got all the information about it, everything on it. Uh, they, the hourly rate starting at twelve sixty-two an hour, a minimum of 17 and a half hours. So, I, you know, I don't know if it interests you at all, uh, but, Jeremy, you take those and put them back. Uh, just take them out there and give them, put them on that back table. If you're interested in it and you want to pick up one of those, it has the information on it. So I want to be a help blessing to you. Um, just don't forget about our missions giving. Uh, we need to bump it up about $50 a week to try to where we're at right now for the missionaries we're supporting. Uh, just to let you know that, you know, I, I just got through, I, I bumped it up, my personal giving up $15 a week. And so we're really now we're, we're more in the range of $35 that we need if somebody wants to help on that. Um, so um, Wednesday uh, from now to Easter, don't forget teenagers. Don't forget to be here for practice from 510 to 535. Of course, uh, soul winning is from 330 on, but then from 510 uh, to 5.35, we have a class, and then we have the Easter program practice after that. It goes to about 6.30. Uh, don't forget the ladies' Bible study, March 23rd, coming up this Thursday, 4.30, here at the church. And the theme is uh, the Mad Hatter. That's, isn't that perfect for a ladies' Bible study? And uh, so they're saying bring a hat of any kind, bring tea party food and your favorite teacup and, a, and some cartoon to, to read to the other ladies or to share with the other people. Don't forget soul winning on 10 o'clock uh, uh, every Saturday. Every Saturday have a wonderful breakfast. We had an incredible breakfast this past Saturday. It was unbelievable. Uh, and also, month of March, if you give online, uh, you could go into the drawing as far as going out to eat with me and my wife. Uh, and, uh, and again, uh, I'd love for you to be involved in that. I'm going through this really fast. The food drive, we just did the Kroger, uh, so we're okay when, on that. And um, let's see, Mary Hart's Club, Friday, April the 7th. I was announcing it wrong. Uh, it was Friday, April the 7th. The Mary Hart's Club will be going to the Dixon Gallery and Gardens uh, at 1030, or you can meet at the church at 10. The cost is $3 plus whatever you need for the food truck, it says. I'm not sure what that's all about, but, but there will be a, a plant sale that day also, it says. And so uh, don't forget about that. Um, remind you, there is a, a March 27th, 28th meeting. That's uh, next week, I guess, at a two-day meeting at, our, at a church here at First Baptist, no, I'm sorry, at uh, Clearview Baptist Church here on Goodman Road, if you're interested in going to that. Uh, I was trying to go through it very quickly. Brother Dave Cummins asked if he could say something, and I told him if he wanted to, I would let him. So... Uh, Lord laid something on my heart and I just want to share with you folks I want you to first of all pray about this uh, of course preacher and Miss Joe Best's grandson and I, I know most of you know about it the situation with a special tub he needs and the installation that it will take to install it now I want you to pray about what you, as a church, family, each individual, 
can give toward that. We need to uh, try to be a blessing to the folks for that. I mean, I, I know it would be a blessing for that little fellow. How old is he? Four and a half, preacher? Oh, no. How's uh, uh, Kenny? Pardon? He'll be eight. Eight? Okay, he's old enough. I thought, okay. Anyway, uh, eight-year-old. But can you imagine what he has to go through each day? And with this special tub, it's going to cut the time way, way down to take care of it. And we just need to be a blessing. Uh, if you can give today uh, during a special offering, uh, just put it, earmark it in the envelope and, and during the regular offering time, put it in or you can come to later on tonight if you want to do it. Or, uh, give it to Brother Bob, myself, Brother Jeff, or Brother Wayne, or one of the men. Just just give it to them, and we'll see that it gets in. Just make your checks to Calvary Baptist Church, and we'll we'll make one check to, to the family. So, like I say, just pray about it, and I'll do what you can do. Thank you. Let's turn to hymn five, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, hymn number five. time for our offering. I, I do want to uh, say this. I, um, this is something Brother Dave called me about and wanted to do. I, I'm not, I, I did not initiate that because I, I, I told him, I said, I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do, but but I just to be honest with you, I, I feel like a, there's a lot of people that have needs, special needs. And um, yes, it'd be an incredible blessing to my family. Um, little Kenny, 
uh, you know, he calls them ouchies, he calls them itchies, he calls them, but it, he, he has ichthyosis, and uh, ichthyosis, uh, he's born with it, never be cured of it uh, outside of the miracle of God, but it's a, a skin condition where he does not peel his skin. It has to be scraped off. And so it basically forms scabs like all over his body that have to every day for an hour or so have to be rubbed and scraped off. And it's painful for him and it's uncomfortable. And so uh, they found that there was this tub that they could get to use that uh, it would take about 20 minutes and put him in it. Plus, as he gets older, he doesn't want mama over the top of him doing this. And so uh, this tub will allow it kind of where he can, it'll, it'll sort of do it itself. Now, I don't really fully understand it, but it, it will soften the skin and cleanse away this uh, itself. So that's kind of what that's about if you're not familiar with it. Uh, he's a great kid, great little boy. Uh, so uh, God's uh, been good to him. I'll pray. Don't forget our missions offering and our missions giving also. Father, thank you so much for your goodness, your love to us. Thank you for your, your just your many blessings upon us. Lord, I pray that we would never take for granted all the wonderful ways that you have blessed us. And Lord, that, that we would understand that as we are blessed, that, we, that gives us an opportunity to, to be a blessing to someone else. And, Lord, I pray that we would really sincerely do that with every dime that comes in for missions, for uh, special offerings, for, for our general offerings, Lord, that everything would be used wisely and for your glory. And, and Lord, that sincerely would be used to help somebody else. Father, I'm, I'm thinking right now that, that Brother Storm has come here to work on our buses. And, dear God, uh, it'll take money. It'll take money and finances to make that happen. But... But, Father, thank you that, that this is a church that will run buses to, to go after young people, to go after families, to go after homes that, that maybe wouldn't come to church after, after uh, otherwise. So, Lord, I pray, please, bless all, all that we give here today. In Jesus' name, amen.
Here in the power of 
wonderful. And that's a, you, just absolutely the singing, the specials have been just exactly, uh, they're just, just totally appropriate with what I'm doing today and where we're going today. And that was a beautiful special, and I really appreciate that. I want you to go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, going to look at verse 1. It's where we're going to begin. John chapter 5, verse 1. Well, Vince is not back there to get it, but uh, he, he loves for me to give you a title, amen? So here's your title. And uh, the, the title is, is really the message. Why do you seek him? Why do you seek him? John chapter 5, verse 1, it says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of, of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man walked, uh, immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. So with prayer, Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you guide my mind, my heart. Lord, I ask you, please. That you would touch lives this morning. Father, I ask you please to speak through me. Holy Spirit, I yield myself to thee. I need you. I need you desperately. Lord, as I walked a little bit around this property this morning, it just seemed to overwhelm me how much I need you. And Lord, I need you right now. And I need your spirit and power and your direction. And Lord, that somebody might be helped, somebody might be blessed today, please. In Jesus' name, amen. In the first few verses of John chapter 5, we see Jesus perform a wonderful miracle healing this man. It's just straightforward. He comes in there and Jesus just said, will you be made whole? And he, he makes him whole. The only other miracle spoken of in the book of John up to this point is the wedding of Cana. And everything else in these first five chapters, again, up to this point, Jesus is teaching or he's winning someone. He speaks of John the Baptist in chapter 1. Chapter 2, he says that, that the miracle of the... Uh, it says that the miracle of the, at the wedding of Cana is the beginning of Jesus' miracle. So beginning means this is where it started. Chapter 3 is the winning of Nicodemus, where he's going to go and approach Nicodemus and speak to him about his eternal soul. Tells him, you must be born again. Amen. Chapter 4 is the woman at the well. Amen. 
And of course, uh, that's such a, a wonderful story, but, but how Jesus treats people and deals with people that have been with a rough background. You know what? Jesus still loved her. Jesus said, you know, look, I'm here to give you living water. Then chapter 5 begins with the healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda where we just read. Even in the rest of chapter 5, you see Jesus now begins to teach again. It's not, you know, it's not one miracle after another that, it, that the scripture is talking about. But then in chapter 6, the scripture says something that, that should cause us all to think a little bit. Look at John chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. John chapter 6, verse 1 and 2 says, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that, that were diseased. Now, without a doubt, Jesus had healed more than was recorded. I mean, you know, Scripture tells us, you know, if he, if he recorded everything Jesus did, it, the, the, there couldn't be enough volumes in the world. The world could contain it. But without a doubt, Jesus healed more than was recorded. But God makes it so clear that the people sought Jesus. Here's what it says. I mean, just straightforward. It says they sought him because of the miracles. They sought him because he had been performing miracles. Now I want you to go look at John chapter 6, verse 11 through 14. Hope you don't mind using the Bible, but I figured I'd get your Bible reading in right here. Now you don't have to worry about the rest of the day. Amen. Some of you the rest of the week. All right. Uh, now, but now in John chapter 6, verse 11 through 14, it says that Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet, that should come into the world. So here we go in chapter 6. Jesus performs another miracle, and this is an amazing miracle. This is one that lots and lots of people are seeing. It talks about 5,000 men, and you hear this if you've been in church very long, that some believe that that could have been 10, 12 thousand people because of the women and children that would also have uh, been in present but uh, but he just speaks of the men here five thousand men and so he feeds them with a few a few barley loaves and a few fishes uh, jesus feeds these thousands and not only does he feed them but they, they end up with 12 baskets full of leftovers now they didn't start with 12 baskets but they ended up with 12 baskets full of leftovers so Jesus performs another miracle, this feeding of the 5,000. An incredible miracle. And it's not specifically mentioned right after this, but, but in this uh, book of the Bible. But Jesus will walk on the water to meet his disciples in the boat. And you know what? The people still continue to follow him. Even though they got to go find boats and go after him, they still continue to follow him. And, and watch this now. What we were... Let me... Well, I, I almost hate to do this, but... If we were right now to assume, all right, they, he goes, there's no boat, 
No other boat goes over, but somehow Jesus is on the other side. Everybody finds out he's on the other side, uh, and there's been no boat. So obviously another miracle has taken place. They didn't see it. The Bible doesn't even describe it here. But we know in, other, in another book of the Bible that he walked on the water and meet the, meet the disciples. But why would the people follow him? I mean, enough that they go hunt up boats to go over there. Why do they follow him? According to the scripture, they followed him. Why? Because of the miracles. Now, here's what's amazing. Look at John chapter 6, verse 25. Look at John chapter 6, verse 25. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou hither? They're saying, how in the world did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Now, that, that's amazing to me. I mean, it's just, you automatically, okay, they're going to keep following him. Well, they already said it's because of the miracles, because he's doing miracles. But suddenly now they're jumping in the boats and they're following him. And Jesus looks them right in the face and said, this is not even about the miracles. Now, let me help you, uh, but we're going to really jump the gun here, but, but part of the, what he's telling them is the miracles helped other people, the bread fed you. Okay? The miracles met somebody else's need because unless you're one of the disease, the miracle met somebody else's need, but the bread fed all of you. They did not follow him and seek him because he performed miracles, but because he fed them. So the question comes to us, why do we seek him? Is it because, as I say these things, please take them with the, with the spirit they're given. But is it because he has put someone else's marriage back together and you hope he will yours? Is it because he has performed a miracle in the lives of somebody else's family or somebody else's children and you hope he will yours? Is it because he miraculously supplied finances to pay bills for someone else and you hope he will yours? Is it because someone was set free from addiction and you hope he will set you free? Is it because he blessed someone with a new car and you hope he will you too? Is it because someone got a beautiful home and you hope God will give you one too? Is it because someone got an inheritance and you hope God will give you one too? Is it because God gave someone a new job and you hope he'll give you one too? Now listen to me, none of these things are wrong. And and let me tell you, none of these things are out of the realm of of possibility of what God can do in the life of a child of God. And the truth is, he can't, and the truth is, we went through this room, he's done something. One of these, he's done for somebody in this room already. He's done miraculous things for people all over this room. But I ask you again, why do you seek him? And when I say, why do you, I want you to understand, this is the question that I have to ask myself. And let me tell you something. It's the question that I have to ask myself, Brother Felton, every day of my life. 
It's a question that I have to keep asking myself and when I go through the trials of life. It's a question I have to keep asking myself when things don't turn out. It's the question I have to ask myself when we go to stand in the window of watching our little baby born eight years ago, a grandson born, and we look and we say he's beautiful, but something doesn't look right. And then they come to tell us that he has a genetic disease. And basically, the only way he's going to slough off this skin is like a snake that leaves its skin someplace. But it won't come off that easy. And that, for some, they'll get the skin will tighten up so tight that it'll close their eyes and, and their skin will break and And we look at this little baby and think that's the life that he has ahead of him. But I ask you again, why do you seek him? Jesus said, follow me. You follow me because of the miracles. And then he said, it's not even because of the miracles, but because of the things that result from the miracles for you. First, is it the amazing power of God that attracts them? Is it what they're receiving that attracts them? Now, honestly, anybody that's it's been around and watched Christianity much on TV, if you've ever seen it, but this has been the premise of many of a TV evangelist. When I first came into, and I was down here in this area, but... But when I first started into church, you know, I'm, I'm trying to listen to every radio thing I can. I'm trying to watch, you know, and I think, man, I just want to get all I can get. And, and, uh, and a guy came on and he said, he said, if you send me $20, if you send me $20, he said, I'll send you a wallet and I'll bless it. And I will promise you that God will never allow it to be empty. I thought, Mike, I'd love to have me a wallet that was never empty. Because I'm married and I've already found a wallet that's never full. And I thought, man, that'd be pretty neat. And and this is how stupid I was. I sent off my $20. And part of it is I just got to see what what they're going to do, you know. Because I'd already gotten a shower cap with a handprint on it. And it said, put this shower cap on because I've laid my hand on it. When you put the shower cap on, you'll be blessed. And so I said, I said, okay. And so I, I get my wallet in the mail. It's like, you know, a $2 wallet. And you open it up and sewed right inside is a penny. It's a penny sewed inside of this thing. So it's never empty. (laughs) Amen? They say, watch my show and see something miraculous. Send me your money and you'll be given much more. And you say, that's crazy. I would never do that. Why do we seek it? 
John chapter 6, verse 27, listen to what Jesus says to him. It says, labor not for the meat that perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. He's saying, you're coming after me because you want your belly filled. You want your needs met. He said, but really what you need to be looking for is the the meat which endureth unto everlasting life. He says, which the Son of God shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? They said, man, here they are. They're still, they're thinking when he's talking about meat, they're thinking about, man, uh, yeah, we want to be filled with meat. Look at what they say to him. He said, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he has sent. Jesus said, you want to do something for me? Believe in me. Don't believe in the bread that's here that fills your stomach. Don't believe in in the miracles that I can form. He says, believe in me. Jesus pleads with them, even chastises them that they would understand that it's not about the miracles or the results of the miracles. It's not about the bread, but it's about Jesus himself, the bread of life. Believe on Jesus, not the miracles of Jesus. Their eyes were upon the benefits and the pleasures and the prosperity that the miracles and the results might bring. But to no avail, listen to verse 30, look at verse 30. They said, therefore unto him... What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Watch this now. Here he is. He's trying to get through to their head. And here's what they say. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. Oh, wait a minute now. Hey, you know, you want us to believe in you? Wait a minute. Our fathers, they ate manna. They're still wanting food. They're still wanting him. Oh, we'll believe in you. Just give us some more bread. Give us some more fish. Feed us again. And uh, okay, then we'll believe. Well, he's already done it once. Why don't you believe now? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert as it written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said, said, you follow me for the food to fill your belly. They turn around and say, they even say to him, Moses fed us. With the bread. And Jesus says, Jesus rebukes him and says, no, he didn't. God did. Here's the whole problem. They didn't have their eyes on God then, and you don't have your eyes on God now. And I'm not talking about you. He's talking, I'm talking about Jesus talking to these people at the moment. He said the people during Moses' day had their eyes on the manna, had their eyes even on Moses. But Moses did not feed them. God did. Verse 32, then Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. He said, Moses didn't give them that bread. And he said, do you understand right now? I'm not bringing you that kind of, that's not why I came. Yeah, I fed you one time, but I didn't come for the things that I can give you. I came to give you eternal life. Jesus is the bread that they should be seeking. Verse 33 says, the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. 
I'm not even sure at that moment if they really understood that it's not about what you can get right now in this life. Now, I'm going to tell you, God is very, very good to us. Amen? God blesses us incredibly. God is so good to, to us, and it's amazing. And, and, you know, and it's wonderful. We have a food bank, and, and we believe in trying to meet the physical needs of people the best that we possibly can. We run the buses, try to meet the physical needs of people the best that we possibly can. We, we're going to try to do everything that we possibly can to meet physical needs. But, but ultimately, why? So that we can help people see that there, there is one the bread of life, the meat of God that will sustain them with everlasting life. Now, but how does this affect us today? We see the people of Moses apparently thought Moses was feeding them because they somehow got their eyes on Moses. These people Jesus is talking to, they're still just trying to prime him to bring him some more food. But How does this affect us? Well, what are our our eyes on? Are we looking for what Jesus can do? What miraculous thing can he perform? What will I get as a result? Here's how I think we can tell. I'm going to give us all. This is a test for all of us. And this is a test I have to go through. And I have to go through it daily. Because the truth is, folks, you could be the most, quote, blessed person in this room right now. You could have the most possessions. You could have every, all your ducks in a row. You could have all your bills paid because you follow the hopper financial system. You could have everything done. And before you walk out of here today... It can be a tragedy. Seven years ago, I would paid off every bill except my house. I was still working on my house, but every bill. I didn't have a debt anywhere. And we took a trip out to to Philadelphia and we were going to spend some days with my children had two of my daughters lived out there and we're going to be out there for some days and within a week I was about $20,000 in debt because during that week my son-in-law died and I'll be honest with you when you're looking at your little girl, you, do, you, you don't care how, what credit cards you max out. And every financial reasoning vanishes away because I'm going to find some way to take care of her. If, here's our test. If all the miracles were gone, if all the things were taken away, if all the pleasures and possessions ceased, if the food was no longer available, if you still even had struggles in your marital relationship, if you lost your job, if someone offended you, would you still follow Jesus? 
would you still follow Jesus? Christianity has created a God that must be what we want, give us what we want, be happy with what we are, and be pleased with what we do. That's the Christianity that America has created. It's a God that must be what we want, give us what we want, be happy with what we are, and be pleased with what we do. Would we still seek him? Would we still follow him? Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. If we seek and serve him because of the miracles and the result of the miracles, we will not seek and serve him when the miracles no longer happen. And I want to tell you this, and I want to beg you to listen to me. Please listen to me. There's coming a day where you feel like all the miracles have gone away. You feel like everything has crashed and burned. You feel like everything has fallen apart. And you've been coming to church, but you're still struggling in your marriage. You've been coming to church, but finances are just, you know, are just piling up on you. And you think, God, it's not working. But let me tell you, let me beg you to understand when all the other visible, visible miracles fail, Jesus, the miracle of Christ has not failed. The miracle of salvation has not failed. The miracle of eternal life has not failed. We got to check our own selves. We got to do a self-test. Why do we seek him? One more time for us, and it's an illustration you've heard, but the test of our Christianity is not when 1996, when after a 30-day fast, God gave us a, in northwest Indiana a 3,400-square-foot home with a, with a swimming pool and a 500-square-foot deck around that pool and, and an acre and a half of land. And if you can understand, the wooded acreage up there is like, that's incredible to have anything like that. And it was just, it was the most miraculous thing. God, we, we saw it one night. I knew God wanted us to get it. And it was the way it was priced, half price of anything else in the entire neighborhood. Uh, it, was, it was incredible. But the test of our Christianity wasn't the morning that they told me on the phone. We, we, we saw it on, on Friday night, Saturday morning, we looked at the house. I even told the realtor over the phone, 10 o'clock at night, Friday night, I said, I'm going to buy the house. She said, don't you have to look at it first? And I said, no, God just told me he's going to give us this house, and so we're going to get it. She said, well, please go look at it. 10 o'clock the next morning, we go in, and we walk in, and I said, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm going to buy it. God's already told me to. She said, can you afford this? And, and I said, yeah, I think we, we can. I mean, the, the price, and, and I'm, I said, I'll, I can afford what I'm going to offer them. And uh, 
And so uh, uh, she said, okay, and, and, and they, we offered, they accepted the offer almost instantaneously. She put me on the phone with, a, this, things are different then, but pho- on the phone with a loan uh, officer someplace, and I get on the phone with them, and, and she took my, my Social Security, my wife's Social Security, different things, and, and she's going to run credit checks and all that. Within an hour and a half, we had our loan. She calls me back and said, you got whatever you want. Now, that's a miracle. It's a miracle because at the time, I'm making about $25,000 a year. It's a miracle. But the test of our Christianity is when not while we're standing in that house and God is performing a miracle to give us a place we didn't know, but it was going to be for several years later so that we could house our children during, their, during the sickness, uh, we didn't realize how much we were going to use that for, for our family, for, not just for our family, for so many others. We didn't realize how much, what God was really doing. But that's not the test of our Christianity. The test of our Christianity and the test of who we're really seeking is when I look at that little woman and say, we've got to walk away from everything you dreamed of for your whole life, and we're moving from a 3,400-square-foot house to a 34-foot broken-down motor home. That's the test of your Christianity. And we're not there for a week or two weeks, 17 months. We're in a broken down motor home. And, and look, that's during the winter when there's no heat. Okay, there's no heat in that broken down. I'm telling you, when you pull the covers down, you breathe. And you see your breath out there. And, and that's not bad enough. We don't even have a bed in there. It's, it, we lay the mattress on two chairs. And all during the night, we're sliding down off of the mattress. 17 months. Part of that 17 months, I'm recovering from surgery. That's when you start to think, okay, God, uh, yo, did you forget I was down here? What did I do? And that's when you have to say, what was I really seeking? Was I seeking the blessings? Was I seeking Jesus? We in America, what are we really seeking? Can I tell you, I don't know how it is in Angola, but over in Ghana at the villages, they have nothing. And a lot of times when they they come to Christ, they're having to leave what little they have. Why do you seek him? To keep you out of hell? To give you what you desire? To make you a happy home? Or to just make you happy? These are wonderful miracles of God and wonderful results to the miracles, but we must seek him for who he is, not what he does and what he can do. Because if we don't get this thought process right, any day that some of the blessings vanish, that's why we turn away from him. That's why people come to church and get bitter against God and turn away. God didn't change. 
Eternity didn't change. Salvation didn't change. No, their focus was not on Jesus. Their focus was on, oh man, I love going to church. He's doing so many good things. Well, let me help you. Even if he's not doing good things, he's still good. Why do we seek him? If you're here this morning, you don't know for sure that he's your Savior. Well, I, I want to thank you. You were seeking him. That's why you're here this morning. You're seeking there's an empty spot inside of you, and you're seeking something to fill that. And you don't, maybe you're not even sure exactly how or why because you've heard, you've heard what people said. You know, they said, you know, come to church and do this good thing. And I talked to somebody yesterday uh, quite a while, and, and his whole thing was, his, man, I, I do good. I do good. I try to be good. And I said, man, that's great. Have you ever sinned? And he just kind of got sad, and he said, don't, don't we all? I said, yeah, we do. And I said, and that right there, that one just outweighed all the good. Thank God it's a gift. Thank God for it's, it's a miracle. But watch this, that miracle once received can never be taken away. It's not like a house you can lose. It can never be taken away. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him as your Savior? Hey, if you're saved, you know for sure you're on your way to heaven. Do you really know him and seek to know him? Do the test today. Do the test. If everything that we've been blessed with was gone, Would we still seek him? That's a hard test to face. I told you, that's one of the things that my wife has said so many times, and I keep telling her to shut up. She'll say, Ron, God has been so good to us to give us his house, but if he takes it away from us, that's okay. We don't have to have it. What we will do, watch it, this I, spiritual women drive me crazy. The, she says, if... It's taken away what we'll thank God for is all the time we had it and we're able to use it for him. Why do you seek him? Father, I pray that you bless. Lord Jesus, I beg you, please. Please this morning, dear God, that we would have a little revival in our own hearts. A determination in our hearts to say, Lord, I'm going to seek you if I have nothing. I thank you for every good thing that you've done, but dear God, you've done the greatest thing for me when you saved me, when you died for me, when you were buried, when you rose from the grave and you gave me the gift of God, which is eternal life. And Lord, that can never be taken away. So Lord, if everything else vanishes, I still love you. I still seek you. I won't turn away from you. If you're here this morning, you say, Brother Hooker, I know for sure if I die to go to heaven, I have no doubt about it. I'm saved. 
I've trusted Christ as my Savior sincerely. I know it's not by my works. I know I could never be good enough. I know that my sin would, would in my goodness, they would never balance out right. I could never be good enough to outweigh the sin and the penalty for sin. In my life, and, and that's all of us, every one of us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But if you hear this morning, you say, I do know for sure that I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven. I'm trusting Christ my Savior. Would you raise your hand for me, please? You put your hand up and say, that's me. I know for sure I'm going to heaven. You put your hands down. Now, if you're here this morning, you say, Brother Hooker, I, I don't really know you maybe, or I, I, I've never heard it like this, but, but if, right now, if I died, I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven. I'm not positive that I'd have eternal life. I, I would like to think so. I hope so. I, I've tried to work in my life and to be the kind of person that maybe God would give me eternal life, but I never, I, I'm, I didn't know you could could know without a doubt this moment that you're on your way to heaven. And please pray for me that I might know that. If you're here this morning, please don't hesitate. Please don't want to embarrass you. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, would you say, that's me. Pray for me and please help me. Would you raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I don't know for sure if I die to go to heaven. I don't know for sure. I think so. I hope so. I believe so. But I have some doubt. Would you raise your hand for me and say, that's me. Please pray for me. Now, I just ask you, folks, right now in your seat, would you, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, would you think through that little self-test right now? It's just one question. Why do you seek him? And here's how you, that you'd take that test. Here's the question. If you lost everything, if everything fell apart, if every good thing that, that you seemingly have received since giving your life to Christ, if it all vanished away, would you still seek Him? That's the question. You answer it in your heart right now, and I'll give us in just a moment an opportunity uh, to come. And you can come to this altar, and, and I, I challenge you. I'm going to kneel behind this pulpit, but I'm, I'm going to challenge you just to kneel at this altar and say, Lord, as I do most every day in my life, dear God, I want you, dear Jesus. I want to serve you. And Lord, whatever comes, I've got to keep serving you. I've got to keep seeking you. And so I'll stand, heads bowed, now it's closed. And as she plays, the altar is yours if you'd like to come. Why do we seek him?
suddenly realize a little bit of a mess here. If you uh, if you've been saved, you've not been baptized. I, again, I, I didn't say that this morning, but we'd always love to be able to help you with that. If you say, "I've, I've trusted Christ as Savior," but I've I'm, I don't understand this thing of baptism. If you want to come talk to us, we'd be glad to talk to you. If you have, you've been saved and baptized, you don't have a church home, uh, always, always, every service that we had, you all you have to do is just come and, and, and tell us about your salvation and, and uh, ask for membership in our church. We'd love to have you uh, be a part of us. But I want everybody to look at me just for a second. You know, when Jesus... Uh, they came and they wanted to follow him. And he said, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the son of man had no place to lay his head. You know what he was telling them? Why are you following me? Have you seen the miracles? You see me feed people. You think that following me, you're going to get rich. Following me, you're going to get blessed. He said, here's how you follow me. You follow me if you know that following me means you don't even have a place to lay your head. He said, now, if you're willing to follow me that way, then I know you're following me. You're not following what I can do for you. I pray this be a challenge to all of us. It is to me. And I want you just to understand, I'm never pointing my finger at you. When I preach, I'm preaching so many times what God has dealt with me about. What he continues to deal with me about. And every time I see a heartache come in my family and I see a loss and I see a hardship, I say, Lord, we weren't following you because our family's been blessed. We're following you because you're my Savior. Amen. And because you're good all the time. Thank you. Brother Allen, if you'd pray for us. Let's pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we do thank you for uh, meeting needs. And Lord, thank you for our pastor. Lord, thank you for his family. Lord, thank you for the opportunity just to be here today among your people. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for your salvation. Lord, we ask you now to go with us, bring us back safely tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We are dismissed.